So my friends, today uh, we read again this passage of the road to Emmaus. Um, this is one of those gospel passages that we read a lot during the Easter season. Uh, we potentially read it on uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday night. This is the gospel if you have a mass in the evening on Easter Sunday. We read it during the octave of Easter. Now here it is on the third Sunday of Easter. Uh, and many of us have probably prayed with this throughout the Easter season. So uh, it's a little, there's not too much new you can say about it almost. Uh, but that's okay, because the old stuff we've said about it is probably still good. And that this is what we need to do when we pray with the scripture. We just go back to it again and again and again. And we're not looking for novelty, right? We shouldn't be, when we go and read scripture, we shouldn't be looking for some new thing. Uh, rather, like, no, this is, this is the word of God. It comforts me. And if it's the same word of God, it's still comforting me. The word of God remains the same, even when the whole rest of the world is changing. When we go pray with scripture, we're not looking for something new. We're looking for how God is speaking to me with his same words, but in maybe my new situation. Uh, that my, I've changed, not the word of God, but I've changed. And his word can continue to inspire me. That first day of the week, these two disciples get on the road, um, going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles away from Jerusalem. And... Again, I really am always so struck by the fact of, like, the timing of their leaving is just, it's like the wrong time to leave. That the, they've already said the tomb is empty, his body's not there, and some of the women saw angels. And they leave. It's like, it's the, they've stuck through it all for so long. And then they leave. They're leaving when they're, like, most of the way there, right? Like, it's already Easter Sunday, and they still leave. Maybe we, in this time, um, which is calling us all to the greater virtue of perseverance, like we're most of the way there. Like we've, we've done it. We've, we've um, maintained social distance. We've kept a relationship with our Lord, hopefully. We're really um, trying to continue to grow and love for him in this time. But maybe not like we wanted it to like, all right, I've had enough. I'm going out. I'm going to walk it right into the middle of a crowd. Like, bad idea. I'm sure our health experts would tell you that. Um, but just from a general point of perseverance, like, no, let's stick with it. We're not 100% sure what the future, what the next week and month are going to hold, but we got to stick with it. We can't just give up and let's go back to our old village, Emmaus, and do the same old thing we always did. We got to stick with this if we're going to encounter the Lord. So, they pick up. They, they quit Jerusalem, and they're on the way. And they're talking among themselves about all the things that have happened. Um, and there's a note of sadness, I'm sure, about this, that their, their religious leaders have betrayed them by handing over the Christ. Instead of acknowledging him and worshiping him, they hand him over to the Romans to be crucified. They're scandalized by this. And in the midst of this, our Lord just comes up and starts walking with them. And that so many times in our lives, this is how it goes. Like we, we maybe are mulling over all the things that are bothering us. If we're in a bad mood, if we're frustrated, if we're scandalized. If we're scandalized maybe at the, at the church, if we're upset that we can't attend mass and our bishops are making prudent decisions, uh, but maybe we're frustrated and we're scandalized and we're talking about it. Um, to friends and family, and we're venting. Well, even in that, our Lord wants to come up and start walking with us 
And that's what you know, you just kind of, just the same way he got right in Simon's boat and didn't ask, like, hey, can I get into your boat? He just got in and started teaching. Similar with us, he doesn't be like, hey, can I, you know, let me interrupt maybe, do you mind? Like, he's just like, just walks up and starts talking to them. Our Lord is so great, we matter too much for him to be polite sometimes. He just walks up. Uh, and what are you talking about? Like that's, and you know, our Lord can ask us that when we go to pray. What are you talking about? You know, I, I'm in the chapel many times and I'm just kind of running through a bunch of stuff in my head and I got to deal with this, got to deal with that. What about this? What about that? And like, I don't know, sometimes our Lord in that prayer maybe just wants to walk up and be like, hey, Father Casey, what are you talking about? You're talking to yourself. You're not even talking to anyone else, right? What are you talking to yourself about? That's how it goes. This is an introduction to prayer. What are you talking about? Well, don't you know? Like, Lord, don't you know? Don't you know we're trying to get a small business loan and we're worried about the paperwork? Don't you know I want to get back to having life as normal? Don't you know we want people to be able to approach the sacraments because they need it? Don't you know that there are people that are sick and dying? Don't you know all this, Lord? Are you the only one in the whole world? Who hasn't heard of the coronavirus? Don't you know the things that are going on? And our Lord just keeps inviting us deeper. To me, you know, don't you know the things that have happened these days? He replied to them, what sort of things? It's just such an invitation. Like our Lord almost plays dumb with us sometimes. Lord, don't you know everything going on in the world right now? What's going on? Tell me about it. What sort of things? Right? It's so beautiful when, when we're invited by someone. Tell me more about that. Tell me about it. You know? Um, I love my niece. Makes a lot of noises. Hopefully she's watching right now. Right? She likes making a lot of noises. She doesn't really, maybe there are words in her mind. It's like, oh, yeah, tell me about that. Like, tell me that. Oh, what's that? Like, tell me. Right? It's so beautiful. But that's what our Lord does with us. We're little babies. He's like, oh, tell me about it. Let's go. Right? And he invites us into the conversation. And they do. They unburden their whole hearts to him. They go and they're talking about this and that and the chief priests and the leaders and the women and the tomb and the empty tomb and the vision of angels that they say they saw. And they're downcast and they're sad. And sometimes then as we continue our time of prayer, our Lord needs to say to us, how foolish you are. How foolish. You're worried about all these things. How foolish. God has got the plan. He's taking care of us. doesn't make things any more difficult, uh, any less difficult sometimes, but we know, like, how foolish you are. Slow to believe everything that the prophets said. God has said, I am with you always, until the end of the ages. I can't come to church right now. God must have abandoned me. I am with you always, until the end of the ages. Our Lord is with us. And when we feel abandoned, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we've got to do everything, the heresy of activism, how foolish you are. In our prayer, if we're having a good time of prayer, our Lord will often say that to us. Father Casey, how foolish you are. Slow to believe. I'm taking, I'm taking care of St. Francis Parish. Like, you think you're taking care of the parish? You think you're taking care of the people? Father Casey, how foolish you are sometimes. I'm taking care of the parish. Our Lord takes care of us. He loves us. Our friends and our family that we're worried about, that we're separated from, how foolish you are. I'm taking care of them. I love them. He can do more 
without us better than if when we get involved. But he still invites us. But how foolish we are if we think that somehow our distance is going to foil God's plan. And so they're having this conversation, and he opens to them the scripture. When we want to encounter the Lord in a deeper way, we always should go to scripture, praying with scripture, knowing the words of scripture, loving the words of scripture. Our Lord in our times of prayer with him, in our conversation with him, we should always go to scripture. We should always allow him to open that word to us and speak to us through the scriptures. And then a good time of prayer. Kind of finished, got to go on. But we want to stay. We don't want our Lord to leave us. Stay with us, Lord. He looks like he's going on far. He's got other stuff to do. But he's just waiting for the invitation, and hopefully we can make it. Stay with us, Lord. Stay with us. The day's far gone. Evening's almost here. The day's almost over. Stay with us. That we want our Lord to be with You know, again, sometimes a bad time of prayer is like, I can't wait for, all right, good. Are we at the time? Like, ready to go? Okay, because I got to go, right? That's not, we haven't encountered the Lord if we do that. Rather, stay, we, the end of a good prayer, man, I want this to keep going. Stay with us. Lord, he does. He goes with us. As we go out from the church, from the chapel, or from wherever we're praying, our Lord does stay with us. And ultimately, he brings us to the sacraments. And it's lamentable that right now, um, we're not able to publicly attend the Mass or the other sacraments. But our Lord still wants us there. He wants to burn that love for the sacraments, for the Mass. That's what the breaking of the bread is at the end of the reading. That's it. That's the Mass. All of our personal prayer doesn't end in itself, but it leads us to the real presence of Christ, particularly in the Eucharist. All of our prayer tends toward the Eucharist. The liturgy that we should join in the public prayer of the church. It doesn't just say with me and our Lord, but, you know, even they run back rejoicing. And they join the rest of the apostles and say, yeah, we saw the Lord. And then the Lord appears to them right after that. Spoiler warning. Like, right after this, the Lord shows up in their midst. Um, that our private prayer then joins into the overall prayer of the church. And this happens in the liturgy. When we've had our personal encounters with Christ... And then we come together and join in the public worship. You know, maybe in this time, we've been so like, what, when do I pray in the week? Oh, I go to church on Sunday. Well, now, when do you pray during the week? Because we're supposed to bring the personal encounter with Christ throughout the week, every day, to the Mass. When we come to Mass. It's not just supposed to be Mass, it's just like starting from scratch. Rather, we bring that encounter with Christ on the way. And so maybe the church in this time needs to learn to have the personal encounter with Christ on the road in order to bring that back to the Mass. Heavens forbid, don't come back to Mass empty-handed at the end of all this. Don't come and say, good to see you again, Lord, it's been a long time. We need to be encountering the Lord on the way as we go. This is something we need to learn in this time. The road to Emmaus. We should pray. We could pray. I, I could pray with this gospel every day for my whole life. Because this is it. Like, this is what the encounter with the risen Lord looks like. He calls out to us. He invites us to tell him our troubles. He opens the scriptures to us. Maybe he even calls us a little foolish. And then he leads us to the sacraments. We should ask Our Lady, the model of prayer, to pray for us. Mary, our mother. She prays for us. She stayed. She was ready. She knew. 
Uh, and she had, well, imagine those beautiful conversations she would have had with her son throughout his entire life. So we ask Our Lady to teach us to encounter the Lord, to encounter the risen Lord. Uh, we ask Our Lady to teach us to pray with the scriptures and to unburden our hearts to the Lord and ultimately Mary, the mother of the Eucharist, to lead us to the holy sacrifice of the Mass again so we could be reunited here in the liturgy, the public prayer of the Church. We ask our mother to pray for us uh, so that we can have a true and lasting encounter with the risen Christ.